if your goal is to be happy and successful, then what you're trying to accomplish is you're trying to create loops, patterns of thought and habit and routine that make behavior that brings happiness and success as automatic as possible. Now, why that's really hard to do and almost impossible for some people because they go about it the wrong way. They follow their human desire to add things. More books, podcasts, courses, seminars, coaches, routines, morning routines, nighttime routines, this, that, et cetera. They add, add, add. They pile on top of their mind and their life. More, 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 more. Shiny object syndrome. One thing to the next. One more thing. One more guru. One more book. One more podcast. One more seminar. And then I'll finally have the secret to happiness and success. But that's like adding rooms on top of a house where the foundation is made of wood and it's full of termites. All you're doing is adding weight to something that's going to eventually come crashing down. What you have to do is you got to tear it down. You got to tear the whole thing down and rebuild from the ground up, which is what Nietzsche figured out a long time ago and what he elucidated in his metamorphosis concept, the three-step metamorphosis of pursuing the overman, your better, best version of yourself, your highest ideal. Nietzsche couldn't stand authority, couldn't stand collectivism or groupthink or the masses or the mob or the average person. He recognized how dangerous it was how unintellectual it was when a large swath of people came together to agree on certain things. To him, that was a lie. That was a bastardization of the truth. This is Nietzsche. Make it a rule never to withhold or conceal from yourself anything that may be thought against your own thoughts. Vow it. This is the essential requirement of honest thinking. You must undertake such a campaign against yourself every day. Now, this is him iterating the importance of thinking for yourself, of challenging yourself, challenging your thoughts. You must vow to always think against your thoughts, challenge your thoughts. In Nietzsche's metamorphosis, it's a three-part process. You start out as a camel, where you bear the burdens of society and responsibility and family life and culture and whatever it is that have been placed upon you externally. You bear those burdens, and then over time, you become resentful. They weigh down on you. You realize that it's probably too much, and it's not really doing it for me. And then what you do is you transform into the lion in a loud, sacred no. The sacred no, as Nietzsche said. You say no, and you shed your burdens. And then from there, you confront the golden dragon. The golden dragon has scales, thousands of scales upon its body, each with a thou shalt. It's a thou shalt. You are supposed to do or think or be based on society, based on something else that has been placed upon you. You kill that dragon, you slay that dragon, and then you are born again, finally, in the third part of the metamorphosis as the child. From a blank childlike state of ignorance and play, you can then rebuild from a a rock bottom foundation. You build up your values. You build that foundation again, and you create your own meaning through your own pursuit and truth-seeking. Here's Krishnamurti, one of my favorite thinkers. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. Here's another example of somebody that can see through all of the nonsense of groupthink and conformity and the state and culture and society. And he recommended to rebelling or even just ignoring, just stepping out of. Now you can have the perfect morning routine. You can meditate an hour a day. You could have the perfect supplement routine, health routine, this, that. You could have all these coaches and experts all around you helping you do all these things. You could map out, you could say perfection, but is that going to get you to where you want? Are you going to finally have contentment and happiness and meaning? Well, no, you might actually get further away from it. If you don't shed your past self, your beliefs, your traumas, the things that keep you always searching for something outside of yourself. If you don't go inside and slay those inner dragons, that's your personality, that's your ego telling you of what you're supposed to be. You're not good enough. So you compensate in your external world by trying to make a lot of money or getting famous or whatever. If you don't slay those inner dragons, then every extra thing you add to your life on top is just a burden that you have to carry. You 
is just one more burden to carry, one more thing you're supposed to maintain, one more pursuit of solving an inner problem with an external answer. And we know that doesn't exist. The outer can never get into the inner. The inner is a metaphysical realm inside your mind that will never, ever traverse into the outer, and the outer will never traverse into the inner. So if you find yourself always seeking new shiny objects, new things, new courses, new programs, new this, maybe take a moment and think about how you can just be alone for a while. Go live in the forest simply for a while. Go do what you need to do to find who you are. Do what you need to do to get inside and do that inner battle, that inner work. Now, sometimes it could be as simple as just letting it go and just conditioning your mind over time to not being beholden to it. I don't know if it's that easy. We all have those inner things that we got to work on. Some modalities will help more than others. Some of us really need meditation and mindfulness. Some of us need just a little bit of it. Some of us need like therapy. Some of us need to just really explore ourselves alone for a long period of time. You got to figure out what that's going to be for you. You got to try a lot of different things. I know that's kind of contrary to what I'm telling you right now. You do have to experiment and you do have to try things, but just be weary of stacking new responsibility on top of new responsibility because that can then overburden you and completely miss the mark. You can then miss the mark of what you're trying to accomplish because you're enamored with all this other stuff, right? You are different. I am different. We all are going to respond differently to different things. So it is a little bit of a paradox where you have to kind of pursue varied things until you find something that works for you. But at the same time, you got to be cutting and calling and simplifying as much as possible. You got to be careful not to fall into the more and shiny object trap because it's there waiting for you in the weeds and your human nature desires it. It wants novelty. It thinks that's going to reward you evolutionarily, which is why there's so much distraction in our modern environment because it appeals to human nature. It's a dual prong approach. While you're adding, you're also subtracting. And then you're over time subtracting everything that is not necessary, that is not helpful, that is too much, that is too much of a distraction. Here's Latzu. To attain knowledge, add things every day. To attain wisdom, remove things every day. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.com.